This is a podcast from Rover. I keep saying to people, and I've suffered from it, it's an illness, not a weakness. So once you realise that it's not a weakness, because I was the same, I, I had mine for five years, thought it was me, it got up my confidence, you know, it, it got up my self-esteem, and it was just a battle. But once I said, this is an illness, I started treating the illness, and then I started the pathway to wellness. Oh, absolute pleasure to have the big man, Sir John Kerwin, on the show with us, mate. Welcome along. How was that for a little bit of a uh, walk down memory lane right up till now? Well, I was listening to Life in the Fast Lane by the Eagles. I was wondering about that other stuff, to be fair. <laughs> mate, uh, we, we caught up at the airport in Wellington. I think it might have been pre-COVID even. And you said, hey, I'm, I'm here working on, uh, I think it might have been three schools at that stage that you were sort of trialling this on. And, and now you can actually sort of release it uh, out into the, into the public. The knowledge is there now. Tell us about what Mighty is and how it came about. Oh, Jay, about five years ago, I woke up and felt that I'd failed, mate, to be fair. Um, I got up and in the paper was the, the, you know, the suicide rate and then that we've got one of the worst suicide rates in the OCD. Um, and then in the same, same paper, I read that uh, mental health was going into the Health and Safety Act. So I, I, I believe in fate. Next, um, I'm down the west coast of, uh, of New Zealand, doing some mental health talks and um, this guy came up to me and said, oh, bro, could you help me with my daughter, with my with my son? You know, he's got some anxiety and some depression. And I said, yeah, man, I'd love to, you know. And I walked out thinking I was going to see my 15-year-old son. The boy was nine. Oh, right? shit. And it just, like, yeah, exactly. It was one of those oh, shit moments. And I, and I didn't really know what to say or do. So I just knelt down next to him and said, mate, you know, I'm like you. You're going to be okay. But then... That afternoon, I met a I met a I met a really cool lady who was a child psychiatrist, psychologist that had also gone into teaching. She said, "You give me that kid with anxiety and depression, um, and I can fix them, you know, in six months with the right sort of, uh, you know, with the right sort of um, process and treatment." So that got me thinking. I thought, look, th- those combinations of things. What 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 is going on? What do we need to do? We need to change stuff. We need to stop looking at this stuff like we've been looking at it in the past. Um, you know, my reference to mental health was one flavor of the cookies next, guys. Yeah. I mean, you guys probably <laughs> yeah. remember that. No, I know it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I thought I was going to get locked up with buddy Jack Nicholson and, and, and the chief, the big American Indian guy, you know, and I can <laughs> laugh about it now. But back then, it's why I didn't reach out. So what happened was um, I raised 250 grand. 
I've got a whole lot of different people in a room that think differently. I've got some musicians. I've got some some uh, artists. I've got some psychiatrists. I've got some teachers, headmasters, and we looked at what we need to do, right? And what we what we came out with was three real big things. We need to build a curriculum that's like English, maths, and science, right? So we need a curriculum around mental health. We need to start in primary schools. We need to make sure that we put coaches into the schools that integrate this into the day, look after the school, look after the teachers, and upskill that whole school into, into a mighty school because we call the program Mighty. So that's how it was born. I've kept it pretty quiet for the last few years because we wanted to roll it out and test it. We're currently in 70 schools, um, but you know, our goal is to be into 1,200 primary schools. And I think if we can get to 1,200 primary schools, then we can turn around. We can be – what I want to do is take New Zealand to being one of the best mental health countries in the OCD. And the kids are needing these these things younger. So that's how it sort of started. Sorry for the long explanation. No, you're no, right. No, exa- that's exactly what we needed. As a primary school teacher myself, the only qualification that I have, uh, the first thing would be that – the rate of incidents is on the incline. And, and this is the first time that we've ever seen a fence placed at the top of the cliff. And this is the first time, to my knowledge, that there's been a there's been even an acknowledgement that there can be something different put in the curriculum so that we can actually have a skill that we need as we move forward. Like I don't need to learn, I don't necessarily need to learn about ancient Rome and I don't need to learn Latin necessarily, but I do need to have a greater understanding of how I fit into into society and what I can do and when I can see those signs. And this is the first step in that being done. So I guess on behalf of all parents and all people that have been through that and felt that they weren't supported, thank you very much for actually doing the hard mahi and actually getting the rubber to hit the road because so many people want to talk about the problem but no one offers a solution and I'm stoked that it's actually come to this stage where it's come into fruition so well done yeah no I mean cheers I mean for me you know uh, I'm, a, I'm a dad and and and, and uh, what we need to be able to do is just make this normal and how do you do it you know you teach our kids they need to understand and what we did is we actually um, raised a whole lot more money gave a bunch of money to the Auckland University and got them to create a curriculum around this so that our, our, you know, our tamariki can actually identify the, the emotions they're having and then they've got the tools that they need to deal with it. And the interesting thing, guys, was the first discussion we had was, well, why don't we put it in secondary schools? But all the teachers said, actually, bro, they need it by the time they get to secondary school now, right? So, you know, back in our day, and I was probably pre-cell phones, you know, if we didn't get invited to a party, mate, we didn't know until Monday. Yeah. And no one knew the data shit, you know? But now the kids are getting bloody TikToks and, you know, they're feeling left out. And, you know, we've got so many inputs in our brains nowadays, right, that um, that we need to learn new mental health techniques to deal with the world that, uh, you know, the stuff that the world's throwing at us. If you just tuned in, that is the voice of Sir John Kerwin. Um, and, you, and you've touched on it because the world that our young are growing up in is vastly different uh, to what myself, Jay, and you, John, um, had growing up in New Zealand. It was a far simpler time. Uh, the poor bloody kids growing up now are under enormous pressure from all angles. Uh, I guess the question is, how do you even start to write something to deal with that when you guys are the first cab off the rank? Yeah, well, um, a great question. And what we did is we got the the Auckland University and they have a whole lot of amazing, um, you know, professors there that study this stuff. They study curriculum, they study mental health. 
you know, one of them was um, Katie Fitzpatrick, who's actually written an amazing book for the government around how you can teach this. And what we wanted to do was actually make a curriculum around the emotional side of it. It actually comes from a thing called the mana model. So you can identify your emotions and then have those those actions to make sure that you're dealing with this stuff. A lot of it's around self-worth, you know, because a lot of the things that the world's throwing at you, you're never good enough. When you ever seen an ugly bastard on on, on Facebook, you know? I've when, seen Jay when, on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, mate, I'm on Instagram all the time. Well, you're not following me. You see the size of his neck? It's huge. It's abnormal. I can say that because we're friends and he's got thick skin as thick as his neck. I'm resilient. I've worked through this. I have all of those things within the mana model. Yeah. And that's, and that's what we need for our kids, right? We just need them to learn those simple techniques. I talk about when I left school, you know, my, my goal was to buy a Murray 1000 van, let the money off dad, you know, and had to pay them off with interest. And you guys would have been similar. But nowadays, the kids, the expectations on them, you know, everyone's got to have all the things. And right, I think that's really important that you actually get back to you know, what your soul is like and how, how do you um, love yourself for who you are and your strengths and weaknesses as a person are great regardless what they are. So teaching our tamariki that at a younger age and then teaching them the tools to deal with what the world will throw at them is, is really the goal. What were the what were the biggest highlights and probably lowlights to come out of the research and the findings that you've that you've got out of going through the whole process of developing Mighty? Were there things that made you go, "Holy shit! I never I never even could possibly understand or even in my wildest dreams think that things could be that bad." And then on the other side, conversely, this is exactly what we want to see with young people taking the initiative and driving it themselves. Yeah, great question. The bad thing is this is getting worse. You know. Um, so all the data is saying that our, our kids are going to get worse. There's more cutting, there's more eating issues, there's more anger issues, there's um, our suicide rate. So that was the real bad thing. And then one thing that happened to me the other day that I thought was beautiful um, was in one of the lessons, um, a little girl runs away and then all the kids in the school unpack her, unpack her backpack and they try and work out why she's possibly run away. And a nine-year-old said, maybe she's questioning her sexuality, right, at nine. Wow. And I thought, wow, you know, how cool is that, that a nine-year-old is actually thinking like that, and how cool is it that you can make that okay and then talk about those things so it becomes normal. And so, you know, I think if we can, and you said it before, if we can put a fence at the top of the cliff and get these these kids to identify anger, identify self-esteem, identify their sexuality, identify, um, you know, their own personal mana so they don't mind if they don't get invited to a party. I think if we can start teaching those things, then our kids are going to continue to have, you know, what is resilience, guys? We hear it all the time. And I, did, I, did, I sat down with a bunch of, of school kids and I said, what's resilience? They said, that's that shit word our parents use. But when I dug into it, it's, it's actually a verb, right? Well, it needs to be a verb because resilience is actually a set of tools you need when things aren't going well for you. And I think sometimes we use these words, whereas what we need, are the tools, you know, you guys have, would have been through um, some tough times and it's actually the, the things that you did to look after yourself or the tools that you used to get through them. That's what I call resilience. But we need to teach our kids 
what that is because they don't know and you don't want them finding out like you guys said with an ambulance at the bottom of the cliff we want them to find out before and have the tools before that happens are we make are we making it a little bit tricky um jk are we making the kids have to know too much stuff and they're losing the innocence of of childhood because i kind of feel like uh kids see us on our phones don't make the connection between us working on our phones, uh, and therefore, when they when you go, well, can you get off your screen? Well, they, oh, you're always on it, and and they're sort of almost trying to, as a part of this, trying to be growing up too fast. I didn't care about anything. I was jumping off waterfalls and and going eeling until I was like sort of twelve or thirteen. Then I blew out, and now kids are blo- <laughs> now kids are having those struggles a little bit earlier, comparing themselves. You, you say to a kid now, what is the number one thing that you want to be when you get older? And they'll say famous. And then if you were to ask the same question 20 years ago, it would be, I want to be a police officer. I want to be a fireman. I want to be a nurse. I want to be a teacher. I want to help people. And now it's kind of, you know, what do you want to be famous for? I don't care. I just want to be famous. I want a YouTube channel. I want a million followers. Yeah, look, I, and um, I think about this often, man. And, and what I believe is, is technology and the world as we know it has overtaken us. And we haven't been... Um, we haven't taught the skills to deal with what it's thrown at it. All of us. I mean, you know, sometimes I think, shit, I'm addicted to my own phone, right? So we all need new tools and techniques to actually deal with what technology has thrown at us. But it's about learning those things, right? I don't think we're going to slow it up, lads. No. It ain't changing, right? But what we need is those mental, I could, you know, I have a daily mental health plan that deals with my stuff. And our kids need to learn those skills that they're not reliant on the phone, that they're not addicted to it, that what they see is not necessarily the truth. And what they see within themselves is what they need to worry about. But often what happens is technology's in all the time. You know, I I told a story the other day which resonated because I was talking to guys um, similar to my age, not as young as you guys, but I said, you know, my dad and I were a generation apart. And I said, how do you know that? Well, I said, he always used to catch me. You know, when he'd go away, he'd know I'd smoke mum's cigarettes, <laughs> drink his whiskey, have a party and sleep in his bed, right? And the reason the reason why he caught me was because that's what he did. You know? <laughs> <laughs> actually, we don't know the world our kids live in, right? Um, bullying when I was at school, and I don't agree with any type of bullying, boys, was a punch in the nose, head down the toilet, flushed, and you went up the backfield, didn't tell the teachers, didn't tell your mum and dad, and you normally knew that it was over. Now, I don't agree with that, but shit, just imagine getting a photo of yourself when you're 13, naked in the change room someone's taken, and it goes viral. I mean, the shit they have to put up with nowadays is, is, is pretty big stuff, right? So how do we teach our kids to deal with that, for me, is one of the challenges of mighty. So can I? And I don't know. I don't know if you've written this in uh, to the curriculum, uh, Sir John Kerwin. But I go on a phone detox and I go on a flip phone. But I don't know if you could sell that to the young kids. I have like two weeks on the flip phone. You can't even play a game on it. You can't get on the internet, and it's effing great. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, but one of the things I actually, um, you know, you've got to try and do now is control that. You've got to switch it off. You know, you've got to be able to have those things where you go, actually, I'm in control of this because they're amazing, right? Mm. Like you're like Jay just said before, you know, you do you do your work on them. But what I say, mate, and, and you might you might um, you know you might recognise this in yourselves. 
you know, it, I used to be able to go surfing when the first when the cell phone came out and tell everyone I was in a board meeting, right? <laughs> but now it, stops, now it stops me going surfing, you know? So we've just got to learn those skills to just take back a little bit of control. And I'm talking about us as adults. What the kids need to realise is, is, is how do they control that at a young age to realise that they still need to go and jump off a waterfall with dad or, you know, do puzzles or make surfboards or go skateboarding. And I think those things are important as well. If uh, if you're a parent that's that's listening right now and you're going, uh, that is that's amazing stuff. I really want to support this. How can parents support? And uh, and secondly, if you're a teacher or a principal or a kayaker that's in a in a, in a learning environment and you want to bring this in, how is the best way to go about that in terms of facilitating the mighty program into the school? Well, we've um, we're in seventy schools at the moment. We've got we've got three hundred on the waiting list. Um, our goal is to be in all 1,200 primary schools um, within the next three to five years. And then I think it'll take us another five years to make those changes that we want. Uh, we're driving through the country, Steve Kensington at uh, Jaguar Land Rover, my old mate. Him and I are going to drive right through the country and stopping at seven destinations. We're going to try and raise um, a million bucks. So, you know, you can come on, you can you can text us. Um, I can't remember the number, guys, but well, now we'll, we'll do that a little bit. We will just bounce, we'll do a bounce back. Just text JK to 3520. That'll land you all the details um, you need for, yep. the, for the road trip. Yeah, exactly. And so, but listen, if you're a school teacher out there and you're listening, go on to our um, Mighty site and just register that you're really interested and um, someone will be in contact with you and we can come to the school and, and show you what we do. So, yeah, that'd be really cool. Our goal is to raise a million bucks, and that will, um, you know, that will get us another hundred schools, which is about fifteen thousand more kids. And then we're just going to keep going. Jeez, this is some bloody powerful and inspiring stuff. And I'm sure I speak on behalf of the listeners. Um, thank you for your incredible mahi, um, not only in this space to date, but geez, this just seems like you are probably going to have the most effective thing and what is probably the biggest uh, problem our country is facing, um, especially the youth, right? So uh, thank you. Oh, no, thank you guys for having me on. And, and you guys mentioned it at the top, it's about prevention now. You know, this is this is a real thing and we've got to get our pamariki the skills that they need so that, you know, and once they start coming home, once your kids start coming home and start telling you, or oh, breathe, Dad, you know what I'm saying? We'll <laughs> 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 oh man, mate! You're a, you're a magical human. We really appreciate you. And uh, once again, you you are probably the guiding light in so many men in and around our age and even older being able to open up and, and actually look inwards and say, "Hey, things aren't quite right here." And how can I go about fixing them? You are the you are the torch that we followed then, and and to see that you're taking it down another couple of generations as well. Uh, impressive stuff. You're an impressive human, and we're lucky to to have you and to know you, mate. We um we look forward to catching up with you and wish you all the the greatest success and. Hopefully you can share some waves with you soon. Stay away from those uh, grey-suited men in the water. <laughs> I know. Can you come out and just put a little cut on your leg so it's around? <laughs> yeah, there's a bit, I'm looking like a big elephant seal at the moment, mate. Not a lot of rolling in the shoulders been going on. The carcasses and absolute tatters. Yeah, amen to that. You, you and I both. <laughs> the Jay and Dunk Podcast.